0: Stories are the essential building blocks of empathy and human connection. Since the beginning of humankind, storytelling has been used to connect, engage, inspire, heal, and create. I'm convinced that it's stories that change our world. I have seen hearts of people change and their opinions soften when real people share their real stories. When I was a preteen, I received a church book prize called 10 Girls That Changed the World. It's a book that I've never forgotten and it's the inspiration for this series. Now you may know stories of Christians like Martin Luther King Jr, Florence Nightingale, our William and Catherine Booth. But this series, we are hearing stories that change the world from people that you may not have heard of.
1: Hello guys and welcome back to another series of at the table and your so, podcast voice. my podcast voice is back in sounds full so, flow. It sounds so like animated. Yeah, but it's also it's like having a telephone voice, isn't it? I think everybody has a telephone voice. Hi, how can I help you? That's how you answer the phone. So.
0: Thanks, just outing me on our podcast. You've
1: just you've just completely thrown me under the the podcast bus. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now welcome back to another series of At The Table. We're going to be, yeah, looking at people who changed the world in this series, aren't we, Beth?
0: <laughs> we are, John. <laughs> so formal. <laughs> it sounds like you are like you rarely call me Beth, so it's just weird for you to say, aren't we, Beth?
1: We're doing this at our dining room table, so I'm just moving the candles we've got on the dining room table so I can actually see Beth, because at the moment I can't actually see you because the candle's in the way.
0: You can see me.
1: Just about. I'm just going to move them out of the way. <clears throat>
0: I wish you could see right now what he's doing.
1: I'm putting one candle either side of my this computer. This is just completely
0: irrelevant to the whole podcast. <laughs> no, just you know, just, just adds... a load of gibberish.
1: Yeah, but you know, it might not even make it into the podcast, but it might just be a little bit of a lull moment. But yeah. So yeah, so how are you doing, Beth? <laughs> so weird. I'm good,
0: thank you. How are you, John?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good to see you.
0: <laughs> so, hope you bear with us as we get back into the podcasting swing <laughs> that infamous podcasting swing and as we get used to this new chapter about the table with the two of us and we just take this new journey so if you haven't listened to the catch-up episode listen to that because that fills you in on a bit on what's been happening where we are what yep. we're doing and why we took a break because you mm-hmm. might be like wow they took a really long break <laughs> um, and now we're back so we're here to, to do that
1: yeah absolutely And to start off with, in this series, we're looking at someone who I've never heard of, which I guess is... The point. ...helpful with the point. Um... Just a little reference point, we are using Christianity Today, is that right, for our information? Just putting our sources in there, ready?
0: Yeah, the bio's about them, yeah.
1: Yeah, the bio's about these people we found on Christianity Today. So thanks to them. So thanks to Christianity Today. We don't claim
0: to have this whole knowledge ourselves.
1: No, and they haven't sponsored this video, Uh, video? (laughs) They haven't sponsored this podcast, Uh, so uh, yeah, just to put that out there also. Um, Good to reference your sources. Absolutely.
0: So, the first person that we are going to be sharing the story of is a woman called Frances Willard, or Willard, if it's American, because she's American, so I feel like Willard. Willard. Sorry, (laughs) any Americans that we've just insulted doing a very poor um, accent. uh, Accent, yeah. I "I couldn't even think of the word then. Uh, Um, Impression. So, Frances Willard is someone who is associated with women's rights, and it's not a name that I knew in terms of uh, women's rights and when I read her bio I was really inspired by the things she's done and I think that it's one of those reasons why we are doing this podcast Mm. is to share these stories because we have there are so many incredible key players and obviously with the basis of this podcast is that their faith was a driver for all of that
1: yeah
0: but there are so many incredible people um who have done things that have shaped our world and not just like faith wise but there are people that have shaped politics and medicine and humanity and science and technology and we probably won't even touch on the surface of them and there are probably hundreds even thousands or millions of stories that we will never know because other people haven't written them down and I think Mm. it's important to acknowledge that these stories are stories of people that have been captured by other people and other people know about we will try to make this as really fair and balanced as possible. I think mm. it's important that we share these stories. And when I was doing the research for this series, I really wanted to find people that reflected different spheres and not just English, not just Western world, um, but wider in general. But there are probably thousands of stories that aren't told and aren't heard because of who they are as people because of perhaps they're my- a minority and their stories weren't written down so I think it's just important to acknowledge that there are many stories of people that we just never will know of and that's such a like a shame in my opinion mm. but just to just highlight a few people um in this series is going to be really fun and maybe as this series goes on you can share with us people that we don't know about and that we can have another series of this and we mm. continue to share those stories and it becomes a real uh, key part of this journey so Francis Willard, I kind of got distracted. So I think it's a shame because really like that first wave feminism wouldn't have existed without activist evangelical women, mm. as Christianity Today says. And I think that's so true that we, when you think about the shape of people um, and who they are and the gifts that God has given them, the suffragettes are key evangelists. And that's not something that I align with in terms of like evangelism. I mean, definitely in terms of women's rights I align with. Um, but that's your profile and who you are as a, one of your gifts. Yeah. So so just going out and telling the story is something you probably align with. Because that's what you like to do. You just like to go out and, and say it, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So Frances Willard um, was alive in the 1800s. And she was one of the, quote, great American suffragists and temperance reformers. So, raised in a Methodist family, she was fortunate that because of this, she enjoyed a good education for a girl of her time. She was not prone to what we know as now life, so she suffered quite greatly through her teens and into her young adult life. She lost her father, her younger sister, and her brother. And lived a quite difficult family life as a result falling into debt and poverty as a result but as a young woman she decided that she wanted to be actively involved in what was known then as the women's christian temperance union or wctu love an acronym um
1: i wonder if you could do like a ymca song with that <laughs>
0: i'm not gonna do that i mean you're the more than welcome to do that if you wanted.
1: <laughs> i mean that might be an option
0: um And this was known as the first mass movement for women concerning itself in big social problems of the day. So from quite a young age, she wants to be involved in pushing things forward for the social problems of today. Mm. And Christianity was at the heart of that. Um, That's something that I know that I'm kind of already thinking for our discussion point later on about, you know, the role of Christianity in moving those social problems forward. So the... Women's Christian Temperance Union focused on things like alcohol abuse, prostitution, public health issues. And most importantly, they were the key campaigners for women's rights and women's ability to have the vote. Mm. So Christianity Today shares that Willard became a powerful figure in this movement because she was an encourager and she was a key player in finding other women to join the movement and empowering them to stand up for what they believed in. Mm and that she claimed that politics is the place for a woman, and her conviction was motivated by scripture, believing that men and women should share equal leadership. It's hard to imagine and to know all the things that she had to do to get, you know, to gather those women in. And she, I always think about the type of people that are evangelists. You mm. know, they're kind of people... When when I think about the evangelists that I know, and people that are, you know, the storytellers and the go the, the go doers and will want to just continue that momentum. Mm. I think they're always really captivating people. I think about you when you go into a room or other people that I know that are evangelists and they kind of go into the room and people necess- like naturally gravitate towards them. Mm. And so I, cr- I create this, whether that's right or wrong, this picture about her that she was kind of a force to be reckoned with and that she drew people in by um, her confidence and her ability to to want to get things done. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that really struck me, um, I mentioned when I was reading a bit about Francis, was it talked about how the Women's Christian Temperance Union was one of the first mass movements for women concerning the big social problems for the day. Mm. And I think about not only her work in women's rights, but also her work in the social problems of today. And I Mm. think Christians should... And Christian movements, individuals, groups, peoples should be at the forefront of these social problems and yeah. the social change. And I feel like that's been lost. And I don't know if that's because of the separation of church and state. And we could go into a whole history lesson <laughs> of that. Wormhole. And um I'm getting I can see right now my history teacher, Mr. McCutcheon, shout out. Um <laughs> not that he listens probably, but <laughs> Um I, if you do
1: listen <laughs> please get in touch. That's what um, like.
0: hi Alistair McCutcheon. I can hear him when we talked about that in A levels and I'm like I'm picturing him, you know, in that discussion about the separation of church and state and and we've had quite a few conversations I think since the pandemic about that and how when and it's not necessarily about the church being separate from the state but I think when when Jesus at the center, when Jesus at the heart isn't mm. in everything that's where the problems lie it doesn't necessarily that be that the church and state have to be one and that the church has to influence because the church is god's gift to us you know so the church is made up of people um it's a gift from god and we have to be reminded that they're that's where you know people can make mistakes but i think if we center the church back at the heart of Jesus then church and state should be together. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to say essentially is that if we had Jesus at the center of everything church being that first and foremost controversial that I may, you know, I'm saying that Jesus isn't the center of church and he is the center of church, but for some people he isn't made to be that. And we know that in people's actions, we know that in the way that the bible is used to belittle people Mm. how the bible is used to speak for hatred for inequality for judgment for anything that is not of jesus so we know that the church is used you know isn't sometimes doesn't have jesus at the center and i think if we got back to that if we had more people standing on in that center with jesus at the center of them Mm. these issues we would begin to work out could be more powerful Um, we could have greater influence in you know saying this is a problem right let's move it let's change it rather than being so far on the edge that we that Christians just don't have any ability to make any or much change yeah and I think today I don't know how you feel John but I feel like today you know in politics if you're known as a Christian it's almost kind of like a sour taste to be a world leader or to be a person of faith in politics or anything because it's used to sway your you know, people think that you're then anti anything else and you're mm. anti world and I you know, we should pray for more diversity and more of everything in in our world and in our politics and in mm. our in our decision making, in our schools, in our education system, in our healthcare, in all of that. There mm. should be there should be that diversity. Mm. across that board
1: i think i think the difficulty as well is for a lot of people in in power that have faith um and i guess it's not just christianity it's an, anyone with a faith is you i'm probably sort tarring them all with the same brush but the majority of people that you know have said in the past that are, they're in the you know in politics or whatever that they're christian or whatever they kind of have to squash it down so it doesn't affect or that it doesn't, you know, they're, they're very quiet with what they are in their faith. And I think that that's a really big part as well, isn't it? You know.
0: Mm. And anyone that's loud, they often, don't, they often aren't the true representation no. of Jesus, yeah, which, absolutely. which then gives Christianity a bad name. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing the, the ones that talk the loudest are probably the ones that um, cause the issues
0: and, have, and slightly don't understand Jesus yeah. or, God, or yeah, the Bible.
1: He, Yeah, and going back to like this women's rights stuff, I mean, Jesus himself used women a heck of a lot. You know, and in in that time when Jesus was around, you know, women were kind of bottom compared to men, weren't they? Mm. And Jesus used women as the first people to come to the tomb. He's, you know, a lot of the sort of stories that I relate to, like the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, you know, that was a really powerful. She went and then shared her experience of Jesus to an entire town. So it's using those those women those evangelists in that way and i think that that's a really important thing that we i think the church has got wrong mm. um, and i think we we have got wrong in certain stages of our history is where we've kind of gagged those voices in our communities and in our in our churches does that make sense like yeah. you know and i think that's a something we need to get back, back to and be better at is actually listening to Yeah, listening to what Jesus is basically telling us That everybody has a voice And has something to say And listening to those voices Whatever Age, gender, whatever
0: And I think there's always room for growth and development And we are uh, members And a part of the Salvation Army family And I think growing up in that I thought I have a very kind of uh, Skewed sounds negative But it's not in a negative way at all I have this very kind of higgledy-piggledy I love that word view on church women in church leadership in the most beautiful positive way because growing up women were women were the preachers in our mm. churches and uh we've had female leaders one of our co-founders was a woman and mm. was a, an incredible writer and incredible influence on the church as in the salvation Nami and other churches so growing up i always kind of was like it was i never saw women as leaders as a problem and I didn't realize that that wasn't the case everywhere Mm. and it was only when I started entering my late teens and I started going to wider Christian things when I went to university and then when I started this job that I realized that that's not the case in every church Mm. and I would be known as John's assistant (laughs) when we started this job And it was a real culture shock for me because I have always had such a clear sense of clarity on my Mm. purpose as somebody who wanted to speak for and lead people to
1: God. It's trying to break down those barriers and those walls, isn't it? It's trying to go like, you know, you have an equal standing to me. You know more than me at certain things. Like, just because I'm the, I mean, you know, averted commas, the man of the relationship, that means nothing. Like you have so many more gifts than I do in certain areas. So like when it comes to, you know, like community stuff in the town, you know, or having a prophetic voice, you're the best person for that. So -hmm. when someone emails me and going, oh, John is the leader of Habersham Salvation Army. Can you do this? I'll be like, well, actually that's Beth's remit. So, and she heads that up. And like trying to change that, that kind of wording to go, it is John and Beth that are the, the leaders here not just John and Beth as my missus kind of thing and I think that that's a and I've always think that that's a really important thing to do mm. you know yeah you know, I guess there is a part of you that and it's, I'm not saying me I mean as you as in us as people that you want to do everything you want to kind of be the person that gets asked to do stuff but actually there are people that are better than you and mm-hmm. so like there's certain things that you are so much more bet you know, you're so much more better is what <laughs> I was about to say. And proof is that Beth's better at English than me, I can't speak. But yeah, so you're you're better than me at so many things and God's gifted you in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's it, and that's how it should be. I mean, like, you know, going going back to this person that we're talking about today, I mean, you know, we've we've been very blessed in the Salvation Army that the one of the founding well, the founders of the Salvation Army was a woman. And she championed, uh, as I'm sure many people know, she championed a lot of stuff. And this shows, and that was around the same sort of era as this, 18, you know, 1865 to 19, mm-hmm. whatever. And I think that we've been an organisation slash church slash charity that's always pushed that. Um, and we've probably taken it for granted.
0: Yeah. Probably. That's a re- Yeah, That's I think that's what I've realised is that I took it's been taken for granted um, yeah. and we're still not getting it right in no. some places
1: no it can be so much but be- we can still be you know that that I don't want to call it a war uh, that battle on that kind of exclusion equality. Equality. equality and yeah. yeah I think is is something we still need to be forefront runners in and kind of trailblazers for and I'm mm. I know you know that should be the church full stop but you know I think that that's a passion of mine is you know anyone that's got a pulse has purpose Mm. um whatever age, gender, experience, whatever, you know, you you have that you you know, you have the voice that someone needs. You know, you'll be able to reach people that I won't be able to reach and stuff like that. And I think that's important.
0: And I think that's the, the kind of crux of it all really, mm. is that like what you do is we we base on those things based on who we are as people and the gifts that God has shaped has given us and has shaped and the people that God has shaped us to be so and that should be the key thing for all things inequality you know mm. who gets the job it should be based down to who is the best person for that job mm. in politics there should definitely fit, you know be in a balance of men and women because in politics there should be people that speak for you know themselves you know a man doesn't have an understanding of you know a woman's body mm. and, and and vice versa and there are multiple complexities in that so women and men should have equal representation in voices for leadership and mm. on boards and even in the salvation i mean you know in the uk there are still challenges and there are still things that we've got to do to to create that equal balance you know when have a couple a man and woman that are in ministry it shouldn't be the man that go everybody goes to first it should be well what do i need and who is that leader that's going to provide me with the best gift mm. it's an incredible opportunity that in some cases not every case now but in some cases a call can be gifted you know a couple that have felt called into ministry we have people who journey with us in famisham and someone said i think it's incredible that god gave you both this individual yet this joint calling in ministry in life together mm. and as you said you have certain spheres where that's your area and and i have mine and people have two people to be able to go to and where they have only one there are hopefully other people mm. of other genders that around them to support that but it's having all those different people that we can use god created us all differently for a purpose and a reason Mm. so we need to be able to use that and when i think about all this work that these women did i think about how all of these things are like inherent in the christian faith and inherent in who jesus was you know inherent dignity men and women are having equal status speaking against the things that are not of this earth things of Mm. this world that destroy people and kill people you know they talked about alcohol, alcoholism prostitution public health issues issues that concern people mm. um
1: and stuff that still concerns people today as well
0: yeah but it's everybody has a voice into speaking to those is there a bible verse that particularly sticks out to you when we think about equality and women and
1: I think the the passage I said earlier about where the first people at the tomb were women mm-hmm. like to me that says everything like they were the first people to to see that Jesus wasn't in the tomb dead that he had risen from the dead and he they'd been told that and they had to go and share that with the other disciples so they were that for me that is kind of proof that we all have a voice and all have a, a gift for that. Like it's not just men that, it's not just the male disciples mm. that were kind of asked to go and share the gospel, be fishers of men as they call it. Like it was everybody. Everybody that um, came into Jesus's inner circle, I guess you could call it. Those disciples was called to to, to be evangelists and be apostles. And apostles mean the sent ones. And I think then that's, that's what they're all called to do.
0: I think as well I I think with these group of women I mean obviously I don't know because it's not shared but you know for women who were Christians and in that first wave of feminism and passionate you know who were suffragettes I think you know a lot of their teaching and when people would come against them because I can imagine I know what people would say they'd probably use that verse you know that Paul wrote about women and they'd probably they would probably try and use the Bible against you know Mm. saying that women shouldn't have a voice but there is a obviously the passage that i think probably would be a, a lot of the basis of what they would do
1: mm. yeah and that's uh galatians three twenty eight, 28 uh, which says this there is neither jew nor gentile neither slave nor free nor is there male and female for you are all one in christ jesus
0: mm. i like i can imagine Again, this is completely like not grounded in fact at all. But I can imagine them saying that, you know, and sharing that passage to each other and holding that 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 there is like on the grounds for unity, on the grounds of being one, the one thing we all share in common, despite all of our differences. And I, you know, I heard a, a talk recent, a couple of months ago about in um churches together event that talked about you know we all have these different beliefs about in doctrine in theology in missiology and who we understand jesus and the trinity and all these different things we may believe we all of these things are different Mm. the commonality is jesus christ
1: yeah
0: is you know sent from god son of man the son of god came to save our sins died rose again lives in eternity and we now have eternal life i've very much simplified that obviously there is a lot more to that (laughs) but that one thing we have in common is jesus christ willard was a person who you know didn't from what i understand i haven't read a lot out about a huge amount about her but from what i read about her she was really passionate about peace about peace in that movement and about just growing the mass from inside and she was really a key Mm. part in bringing women in and educating them and teaching them And there are many different ways. You can be on, you know, stand at the front and be loud, but you can be in the centre and be quiet and working as well. Mm. And it's beautiful that there are so many different ways that we can champion for this. Mm. And I'm just thankful that um, there are women like her that fought so that I could have the privileged life that I had growing up. You know, that although she lived in America, you know, many decades before me, women like her in those Christian movements meant that I grew up not even questioning whether I could or couldn't be a speaker in a church and my the the platform was always open to me absolutely and I pray for a day where every boy girl child human being feels like they haven't don't even question whether they can stand up on a platform and speak and that they will not be heard and listened and loved and cared for
1: Mm. we thank those that are still fighting for equality now we pray for those don't we that that you're struggling right now in our world i mean there's a massive kind of stuff going on in iran isn't there and there's so yeah. much you know there's stuff that's still going on that we just pray that that peace comes. there's a time for peace with that
0: and that movement is a key part of that movement is sharing the stories because the government has stopped the internet and is stopping access yeah. to the to hearing these stories so the key part of that is to continue to say the names to to continue Mm. to share their stories on social media, to talk about it, to not let it die. And that's the key part of all of this is that these stories need to keep being shared and told so that we feel inspired to to say, well, I'm just not going to sit and just continue to do what I want to do. I'm challenged by those people who want to hear those, want to keep continue those stories and want to change this world.
1: Yeah. What a character, what a person from history. Thanks, thanks Francis. For, yeah, thanks, Francis <laughs> Willard. Um, but no, that's it. Yeah, I'm glad I've, I've learned about someone new today. And I think that's someone that we should all take inspiration from. Definitely.
0: But, uh, so next episode, we will be looking at Christian Führer. I'm probably butchering this guy's name. So apologies. It's German.
1: I mean, I don't think you can get Christian wrong. I think that's... Well, obviously,
0: but yeah, I'm not going to do a German accent because I am not good at yeah, We don't want
1: to offend people. You know. so We've already offended the, the Americans. Americans today. With yeah.
0: So next episode, we'll be looking at Christian Führer um, and hearing about how he made a powerful change in the world through prayer. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that discussion.
1: But, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for popping by at the table. Um, if you are a regular listener, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining us in this new series. If you're a new listener that's just kind of found us while looking for a new uh, podcast to tune into, we do have other seasons um, and series that we've done before. Um, so have a look at those. I think there's four seasons. Yeah, four seasons we've done, um, ranging from a, a little journey we did with... a. With our friends Joe and Lucy around Easter, we've done a Stranger Things or Strange Things kind of series about maybe some strange things in the Bible or strange things that church people do, that kind of stuff.
0: We did a Sunday School Classic series. Yeah, I love that series. Yeah,
1: it was great fun, that one, wasn't it? So yeah, take a listen. Uh, We're on all major podcast platforms. And you can find us on social media, so you can give us a follow um, and get involved with yeah conversations I you know, drop us a message if there's anything that stood out today that you want to talk to us about or if there's someone in history or someone at the moment that may be a bit of an unsung hero let us know we'd love to to have a conversation around that so yeah thanks for tuning in so it's uh, it's goodbye from me
0: why are you laughing I just find that and oh, it's goodbye oh, yeah. it sounds like you're like a 80s talk show host. and it's goodbye from me
1: she laughs at me every time <laughs> Um, thanks for
0: listening guys yeah
1: thanks for listening have Uh, a good blessed day god bless peace out (laughs) peace out one two three clap out Mm.